You are listening to the Cowboy Talk Podcast, being recorded from the attic of the North Lake High School shop. I am your host, Max Warfel, and my co-host... Gabe Kegley. Today's special guest is Mariana, the alternate Oregon Dairy Princess Ambassador. If I am saying that correctly, I am hoping so. Yeah. So, Marina... What was your last name again? Yamas. Yamas. So, 20 is a student at Oregon State University where she is studying food science and sustainable technologies. She grew up in Tillamook with her father working as a veterinarian for Tillamook Dairy Farm. She And she has raised and shown dairy cattle as a member of Till, Tillamook's FFA chapter and Tillamook's Country 4-H for many years now. How many years exactly? I started when I was in the sixth grade. Okay. So however many that year, how many, however many years that is. All right, then. We're not going to count. Yeah, we're not going to count. <laughs> we're not like Mr. We've uh, never been much of math yeah, people. No, we're not math. Um, oh, crap. You're the first question. Yeah, I know. It's changing. All right. Well, uh, what, what, what would you like us to call you throughout the episode? You can call me either Mariana, Mariana. Either one is fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that clears things okay. up. That's a lot helpful and easier for us yeah. and um, less stressful. What What is the Dairy Princess Ambassador Program, and what do you do as the Dairy Princess? So the Oregon Dairy Princess Ambassador Program has been promoting the dairy industry since 1955. And we do this through classroom presentations, just like I was doing here. Uh, we can do it through county and state fairs. We do different events at state fairs as well as county fairs, uh, community events, summer camps, basically any event that will allow us to promote the dairy industry and share more of what we have to provide and the nutritional benefits of dairy products. And yeah, so we're really open to doing anything that can connect us with consumers and students and just promote the dairy industry. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that really sounds cool. fun, actually. Yeah. So it sounds like a little bit of hard work, though. So this is this is Mr. Waldron. I'll be in and out again with you guys. Um, I was down in the presentation this morning for the high school. I thought it was pretty phenomenal. Very well done. Mm-hmm. I actually learned a lot, and that's coming from a guy who grew up on a dairy farm, and I still learned a lot today. So uh-huh. good job, Mary Mariana. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I was in for one of those things, uh, those uh, speeches. And one of my main questions was, is, um, you said that you like to feed your cows all those nutrients and stuff and like to uh, let them sit a lot. What, what my, I don't know why, but my kind of thought process was, was don't, wouldn't you want them to be walking around, like not a lot, but enough to where they're strong enough to carry their own weight and do their own thing? Yes, yeah, so we definitely have a healthy balance with that. It all starts with the food that we're feeding them. Just like us humans, we want a nice nutritional balanced diet. That's what we do at a dairy farm. We work closely with nutritionists. We create a nice, what I would like to call like a meal plan for us. And we make sure that everything is mixed in well. So our dairy cows will have this food available to them at all times. They eat about 100 pounds of food every single day. And by doing that, they're consuming this food and they're eating a lot of the it's very nutritional and so that nutrition is creating energy in the cow's body and that energy is going towards creating the milk 
And so I was, I mentioned in that classroom presentation how majority of their day is spent laying down. And this allows for the dairy cow to put that energy towards mm, producing yeah. the milk. But it's definitely a healthy balance. Um, mm. They're not always laying down yeah. 24 hours a day. Uh, they do a lot of different things. They have to get up to eat and drink water. and But it's really important for us how I touched, I think, in the presentation yeah. uh, that they have comfortable bedding because they do spend a lot of their day laying down. Yeah, and that is good that they have comfortable bedding. Yeah. Now I can't get out of my mind like the image of like a fat dairy cow. <laughs> <laughs> just, just chilling on the ground. Well... Yeah. I'm and sorry. It's, that's actually funny because a big question that I always get asked at like state fairs is uh, our consumers, they don't understand the difference between the body condition of a dairy cow and a beef cow. Mm -hmm. And I had like a two hour long conversation with this lady at state fair uh, because she was really concerned that our dairy cows were really skinny. Which then I explained that a lot of the nutrients and energy is going towards the milk. But they are well fed. Mm -hmm. And comparing it to a beef cattle, beef cattle being raised for their meat. Yeah. So all of that food that they're eating is going towards the meat. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like the same thing between like a big guy or like a skinny guy and stuff like that. Like the big guy may be all big and everything like that, but the skinny guy, he's eating, he's eating right and everything like that, and he's still just as strong as the big guy. Yeah. Yes. So bringing, like, since you like talking about all this stuff and everything like that, what made you want to become like the Dairy Princess first off is it like the fact that you get to travel around or like meeting new people it definitely just started off with the passion that i had for the dairy industry i grew up uh following my dad around the dairy farm he is a veterinarian for a large dairy operation in tillamook and any chance that i would get i'd sneak away with him and i would walk around and i fell in love with everything that the dairy industry had from a younger age i simply fell in love with the calves and then as I got older, I was learning really what our dairy farmers were going through and all of the hard work that they put into their dairy farms. And it's something I always like to mention is how it's not, I don't consider it working on a dairy farm or owning a dairy farm. It's definitely a lifestyle. And so I fell in love with it quickly and I wanted to pursue something bigger in the dairy industry, not only just owning my dairy heifers and cows, but I learned about this program through the daughter of my dad's boss. And I learned that I was able to form one-on-one -on -one connections with consumers and travel around and meet new people and bridge the gap between the consumer and the dairy farmer. Mm -hmm. um, I am bilingual, so I have really enjoyed connecting with Hispanics around different events. And I feel incredibly proud when I go to an event and I get to have a conversation with someone who speaks Spanish. And one of some something that's really memorable was at the um, AgFest. Sorry, I there was a gentleman who came up and was ordering a delicious milkshake from our booth, and he was so amazed by what I was doing, and I was able to communicate exactly what we did as the program. And he was really excited because he had mentioned that his girl kept looking up to us and he wanted his girl to maybe one day run for Dairy Princess. And so I I ran because I was confident in who I was and I still am. So I felt and I feel like I have a great connection with people and I feel like I can connect with people. Well, 
that's actually kind of cool. That actually, is a great stuff like that. It, I applaud you for that because now you actually seem passionate about something like that, which a lot of people actually I've realized a lot of people these days aren't passionate about what they work for or anything like that. Nor do they go out of their way to do something that they love. Yeah, yeah. that stuff. So. You explaining all of this, say, like, you talking to people and stuff like that, like, how did you become it? Like, like you heard the program, about the program through that one girl. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can remember <laughs> yes. the relation. But what steps did you actually have to take to get through all the stuff and being chosen? Yeah, so um, her name is Kristen. Mm-hmm. She was my advisor when I was a Tillamook County Dairy Princess, And she was a great connection in general because she was advising the Tillamook County Dairy Princess. And so she got me to connection where I was able to uh, reach the application and fill it out. And so going back to um, how it all starts, there's different ways that you can qualify to be a dairy princess, whether you don't necessarily have to own a dairy farm, even live on one, work on one. You can, those are definitely options. You can own a dairy farm. You can work on one. Your parent can work. Um, and then one of the ones that I think is really diverse, and I, I feel like it opens it up to more people, is you can do the dairy judging contest through FFA or the milk uh, quality contest. And so those are two different ways that you can connect through FFA and qualify to become a dairy princess, as well as um, owning your own herd or your own dairy cow, dairy heifer, and those were a few ways that I connected. I actually went to nationals for dairy judging and that grew my passion even more because I went before I became a dairy princess and it was a lot of fun and I loved what I was doing. So after I qualified, I filled out an application and once that was reviewed, I competed for the Tillamook County. Uh, I then was crowned as the Tillamook County dairy princess last year and you serve for one year for your county. Once that's up, you will uh, compete at state contests, which is actually coming up in just two weeks. And the process was similar. I did an application. I gave a speech that was related to the dairy industry. I got to make a really fun commercial. It was to Jingle Bells, like the jingle, Mm -hmm. but it was about milk and cheese. Um, and then I went through a personal interview, some knowledge questions, a test, and some impromptu questions. And then I was crowned the alternate Oregon Dairy Princess Ambassador. Okay, well, that's cool, actually. I, lo- I love these stories, actually. Love yeah. Them. Yeah, they're really nice. I'm starting to feel like we should change Mr. Herndon's name from Story Time with Mr. Herndon. Yeah. I don't even know what I would name that. The but... Queen of Cheese. <laughs> I think you might have just helped me with the title for this one. Okay, that's cool. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was your first thought when you were told that you were going to be doing this podcast with us? Yeah, with two rowdy teenagers up in a rural school. <laughs> yeah. um, if I'm being honest, I wasn't sure what I was doing, but I was very excited, and then I was nervous, and then I was excited again, and here we are, and all those nerves are gone. So, um, I... The name sounded really familiar, so I looked it up, and it all made sense. It was Justin Sharp. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how I connected to it. I ran for uh, state office along with Justin, and oh. he talked. I think it's when you guys were maybe just starting the podcast, or he was helping you guys out, um, and he talked about this podcast quite a bit. 
And yeah. so when I looked it up, I listened to a few episodes and there's one with Justin and it all made sense. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually really awesome. I'm going to be on their podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't believe that. My, myself, I don't believe that it's an actual podcast, even though I'm the one editing and posting all the videos. Yeah. It's like I me. Mean, I'm more more or less just here. I'm cannon fodder. <laughs> I think it's a podcast. I yeah, it's just hard to believe for me. Yeah. But um, what is the best part about being a Dairy Princess? Um, is everything. I mean, there's so many life valuable skills that I take away from being a Dairy Princess. Um, I think my all time favorite is the one on one interactions that I have with consumers. There's a lot of people out there that couldn't even tell you where their milk is coming from. And so having the time, the one-on-one time to really explain to them and share stories. I've learned that consumers and people all around us uh, really connect with stories. And so I've got a ton of those and I really like to share them. Um, And yeah, everything, all of the skills, definitely public speaking skills have really grown through this program. And um, I get to, I have gotten to learn more about etiquette, so it's yeah. a lot of fun too. Um, just being proper, it's yeah, hard. it's and, hard. Yeah, and my confidence in general has just really grown, and I just I really enjoy being a dairy princess. I have made very like many lifelong friends, and so I think that's probably one of the most important things. You get to meet great people. I won't drop it this time. Right. I probably will. Uh, we're just I'm just gonna cut down some of these questions. Yeah. And while he's doing that, so like yeah. you have to work with people like you work with people a lot and ov- like obviously since everybody always has like their different opinions or like things that they love to fight for, stuff like that. What is the hardest part of being the dairy princess inside like that, especially since you're like ambassading like yeah. things and stuff like that? Like do you ever have to go against like hard headed people or do certain things that probably wouldn't be looked upon yeah so the hardest thing would be putting on this crown you have no idea how many bobby pins i have in there um i was about to say is the crown (laughs) mandatory (laughs) like like you've been wearing it constantly so yeah it is but i really enjoy wearing it after the whole like sweat that i went through and the whole process of putting it on but other than that it's pretty cool um but besides that i I think one of the hardest things, being so passionate about this industry, um, I've had to learn how to properly communicate my feelings and the knowledge that I have to consumers that, uh, and people that I've met around that are very passionate with their own opinion. Uh So um, with lots of practice and lots of interactions, I've been able to find a good way and a good balance of making uh, that person feel heard which is what they want and also being uh happy with what i'm delivering to them that is great yeah okay we're gonna go on to what is oh yeah there was a good one i had a good one in here but it's disappeared um what is the best part wait no you're yes stop it yeah (laughs) okay um yeah we're just gonna go on to what is your best advice for kids that struggle um i would say My biggest advice in life in general is to always stay true to yourself and shine through your authenticity. Um, 
I'm sorry. My speech that I wrote for state contest uh, really focused on authenticity and um, just aspects of who I am and how the dairy industry has shaped who I am and I've never changed. Um, I'm proud of who I am. So I feel like I did go through a time where I was struggling and it was really important for me to take a step back and remember my purpose, my why, and um, just work towards becoming who I wanted to be, as well as um, getting involved. I was a very busy person in high school, and I am pretty involved in college currently, and it's really helping me like mentally and in every aspect of life. So getting involved, making good friends and everything will really help you. Yeah. Well, how was your high school life? Like, what was that like for you then? Um... Very busy. Very, very busy. Um, if I get eight hours of sleep, it's like crazy to me. Because in high school, I don't think I ever got over four hours of sleep. I was constantly... I did a lot of sports. Um, I did volleyball, tennis, track and field, all sorts of things. And then um, a lot of community clubs and events. I really like being out there. Something I'm super proud of is we have this event called Charity Drive. And it's a 10-day event where high school, all the classes compete against each other. It's a fun thing, but we compete to see who can raise the most money uh, for Dornbecker's uh, Children's Hospital. So a large, uh, most of the money that we collect from this event goes to Dornbecker's Children's Hospital and the rest goes to scholarships. And so I was the overall chair for that event. Um, I was the princess for my class sophomore year, and then I was overall junior and senior year. And our school raises a quarter of a million dollars in just 10 days. So it's crazy, and it's something that is near and dear to my heart, and I love talking about it. Um, it actually just ended on Sunday, and so, yeah, so it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, overall, I was just very involved in high school, and, yeah. Well, that restores my faith in humanity a little bit. Thank you <laughs> very much. Yeah. I just... Remember the question. What was it? Um, what is the biggest challenge of being the dairy, uh, dairy princess? You're, I already asked that, dog. Yeah. Did you? Yes. Where was I? I was probably gone. All right. So, <laughs> you go ahead, Gabe. You go ahead. You take over. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so uh, <laughs> you could, you could, you could have said this though. You're right here. Shiri. Well, yeah, true. But what's your favorite thing to, well, when you're off not doing dairy princess things of princess royalty? What's my favorite thing to do? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm sorry. Um, Believe it or not, is being on the dairy farm, being around cows, being around my animals. I have, um, I raise boar goats, so meat goats. Mm. And I have babies right now. I love spending time with them. I have six dogs. I am basically, my life consists of animals. So oh. besides all the stuff I did in high school, like I didn't mention all the animals and FFA and 4-H, but now in my free time, I really like doing that. I really like the outdoors. So just spending time outside. And in Tillamook, we have beautiful beaches and hikes. So I love doing that too. Oh, wow. We have beaches? Yeah, we're just... That's like, cool. Yeah, 10 minutes away from the ocean. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know where Tillamook is, okay. so, like, it, it, it shows. Neither of us try. It's on the West Coast. Yeah. Just, oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, now I remembered why I didn't ask that question. Mm. Because I knew that what she was going to do when she was in the future. I'm, pretty sh I'm sure you would want to stick with being the Dairy Princess, right? 
or um, at least some as least or as dairy much as stuff. You want to, as much as you can. Yeah. So I definitely want to stay within yeah. like the the program, but I mean, it's probably not what my career is where it's taking me with the food science and sustainable mm-hmm. technologies. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what would you want to do after you're done being a dairy princess? Well, my major is food science and sustainable technologies, and I am my option is in dairy science. So what I hope to do with that is go back to my hometown to the Tillamook Creamery, or I'm open to any other creamery, um, hopefully here in Oregon. I love Oregon, but I want to go into research and development of dairy products. So, okay. yeah. Cool. I knew it was something to do with dairy. <laughs> Should have known. Um, and then we're going to move on to any questions for us. Um... Yes. If you could interview anybody, who would you interview? Anybody. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I just did a writing project for my English class on a book, a, a, an author. I asked my English teacher, I asked her if I could write a script for the author of the book that we just read. And she said, yes, I could. And I'm hoping that script makes use of itself. Because the book was, hey, kiddo where the writer writes about uh, dealing with his mom's drug addictions and all that stuff and just how his life was when he was a kid all the (laughs) way up to where college pretty much. And I really hope that we can get that in use. Awesome. Because that's, um, I'm not really big fond of books, but that book was pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. Personally, I think, uh, crap, uh, Tyler the Creator would be fun. (laughs) It's very fun. <laughs> like it would be like having two games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That'd be a fun podcast. Yeah, be a fun All episode. Right. Well, yeah. to wrap things up right now, stuff with that. Huge thanks to the Dairy Princess for taking well, roughly thirty minutes out of out of her day to talk to us in the attic. You have been listening to the Cowboy Talk podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and the Northlake FFA Facebook page. Please give us a five star rate review share this podcast with your friends families whatever and thanks for listening we will talk to you all next time cowboy talk out